Alrighty, we are here with Dr. Will Cole, health advisor to Gwyneth Paltrow, top functional medicine practitioner, and New York Times best-selling author. His new book, Gut Feelings, uh, will be on sale March 21st. Thank you for coming on. Thanks, my friends. Yeah. Appreciate it. I, I was like, meeting with you, I'm over here like, mouthing the words. Yeah. I said it all <laughs> that's right. A great, that's a great intro. That's um, a great... And we've been kind of like social media friends for what, like almost a year? Yeah. It feels um, like long. It feels like yeah. forever, but I'm glad this is finally happening. Finally met. Um, Why are you like in Pittsburgh though? Yeah. Like, I know. I love area. that. We're in the Pittsburgh. We've decided that we're in the Pittsburgh like recruitment. Yes. <laughs> like uh, tourism board, but we don't want people to move here. So yes. it stays exactly. special. Yes. Is it weird? Like, do people like when they see you on social media and when they find out you're based in Pittsburgh, don't they give you like yes. the weirdest? Oh, like, yeah. why, why are you here? Like, like are you visiting? Why, yeah. why yeah. would we not every be here? Every <laughs> day, every day of my life, either a patient or some interview says, you're in LA, right? Mm -hmm. Are you in New York, right? Like, no, something else exists other than yeah. New York and LA. Yeah, you can still make content. You yeah. can still be on social media and yeah. still have a great career and live in We started experiencing that, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Whenever we started doing TikTok, we went out for the first time after COVID and people were like, what are you doing in Pittsburgh? And we're like, they, we're from they Pittsburgh. They still freak yeah, out. And we, so. I mean, we literally, we've said where we live and we go to Penn's games, we go to Steelers games and they and still freak out when they see us. And we're like, yeah. I don't, I, and also I don't know if people are confused. They get Philly. We get Philly a lot. Yeah, oh, well, you know? <laughs> it's like the triple P too. I yeah. think Pennsylvania, Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, they just yeah. get confused. It's yeah. a regional thing too. They just assume when you say Pittsburgh, it's like, oh, you're from Philly. Like, yes, you know, exactly. people who aren't from here don't know. So. Yeah. Yeah, um, crazy. but kind of diving into it, functional health medicine, telehealth. Um, do you want to kind of start there? Yeah. How did you get into that world? You know, what's the history of that? What's your backstory getting into that? Yeah. So I, in hindsight, I realized I was a weird kid. I, I was like, I, I mean, to laugh at that. <laughs> I think we all were. Yeah. yeah. Right. I thought it was normal, but I was, I'd be the kid packing my lunches. And I'd pack like full bell peppers in my mm like brown paper. Oh my God. Like, strange. I didn't think it was weird, but I was fascinated about like reading about the latest superfood or the supplement that I read. And in, in, it kind of was like biohacking before biohacking was a thing and just wanting to feel good and experiment with wellness and food and supplementation and fitness. So that evolved to me wanting to be formally trained in this stuff. Mm -hmm. And so I went to an integrative medicine school in Los Angeles and yeah, that's how it all started. I started one of the first telehealth centers in the world, still run it, that's my day job, wow. seeing patients. That's, uh, you would be traumatized by my school lunch. Oh, um, let's I break it down. Yeah, I, I, wait, please. can I tell you? <laughs> and I took this every day from the, when I can remember, so I would say what memory came by like first, first second grade that I can remember every yeah. day till high school. Yeah. Bologna sandwich. Okay. But it, sometimes I'd get the special bologna that had the cheese already in it. Oh, wow. I didn't know that <laughs> Pre-mixed. <laughs> Pre-mixed oh, bologna with cheese. Ketchup. Oh. Ketchup on it. So there was just white bread. The okay. Italian white bread. Of course. Um, Bleach flour, 100%. Yeah. And um, the bologna was sometimes cheese, ketchup, a bag of Funyuns. Okay. And then a little Debbie. Do you know the Debbie cake uh, oh. fudge sticks? Okay. Got it. Every what would single you, day. What about a liquid with that? I would milk. <laughs> what, what, what type of milk? Skim. Skim, okay. <laughs> Every day. Wow. And then I would bring that. And then I got to high school. And I was like, I'm really hungry. So I'd bring that as I would be my pre-lunch. And then I would still get school lunch. Pre-lunch. <laughs> my pre-lunch. You pre-gamed. And, and it pre honestly hasn't really yeah. changed since. No, and it hasn't changed. I'm... A, we can get into it, but yeah. Um, it, it amazes me that she functions on this crazy high level of functioning 
with what she it's it's but an epiphany because it's yeah. it's almost like what i have no idea what's going on i <laughs> Honestly, can't figure it out i'm i'm small town you know ohio she's from and, steubenville and okay, um I didn't know what a salad was till I turned 18 and moved to New York. A salad to me was iceberg lettuce. You go to Bob Evans, get an iceberg, <laughs> you get a side salad. It was iceberg lettuce, um, cheddar cheese, yep. croutons, and ranch dressing. That right. was a salad to me. Yeah, nothing darker than that. No. <laughs> no. So like, that's why it's so interesting to me. Like you knew from the beginning, like you were just into. Yeah. And was it like, was your family? Like, did you grow yes. up that way? Okay. Right. My, my family that's just probably part of, <laughs> <laughs> that's probably part of it. My dad still eats little Debbie cheese. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he cr- at 2 a.m. He crushes them. I want to know, can you still buy the pre-mixed bologna and cheese? Oh, yeah. I, okay. I just did for my dad the other okay. day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's still I legal. check this out. Yeah. Right? You've still never legal. had the like, or the like little chicken nuggets that had cheese in them too? I've never had that. Oh no. my God. No. All, the Kroger, world, go to Kroger. You can find my mind right <laughs> yeah. now. Yeah, so, so no, funny. I did not. I did not eat that. Yeah. Uh, but you know, there's no shame. Right? No. We're all on our own journey. But your yeah. whole family was eating healthy. For the most part. Yeah. But see, I made them look like they thought I was extreme okay. the way that I did yeah. things. So they were on yeah. that spectrum of being mindful about yeah. wellness. But yeah, I... I guess that's kind of my personality. I'm an Enneagram five. I'm like a researcher. If you know anything about the Enneagram, I asked you. You had me do it. And I think I was, I was in suit with a kind of similar to you. Five. Yeah. So it's like, once you learn something, you'd like a fascinated. Yeah. Yes. And we talk. And I have to, whatever I'm interested in, I have to research it. Yeah. Products of the house, research, heavy, heavy recon. I'm complete opposite. Yeah. (laughs) I need to take mine. I'll take an Enneagram and and find out because I'm complete opposite. But yeah. So your family, and then you said you went to LA for school. Yeah. And then I graduated and I knew I was just talking about this early on about this field of functional medicine and how to get to the root cause and just had a passion for people that are going through complex health issues or just wanted to feel like themselves, feel good. And we started, we didn't have the language for telehealth 13 plus years ago. We called it a virtual functional medicine clinic because I'd be talking to people in different states and countries Mm -hmm. and we'd ship labs to them and I might... I haven't changed. Like my day yeah. job has stayed the same for the past 13 years yeah. and the books and the podcasts and all the stuff that I do is just a ripple effect of me just liking to research complex mm-hmm. cases and getting people healthy. That's, I, love I that. mean, in, I, in, like I said, we've, talk about this a lot on the podcast it comes up so we i've been on the extreme of both i would say yeah. you're kind of exp- like exper- experimenting way more you've always been a clean eater always like since we've well, been well not always um a little bit about my backstory if we if we may because we yeah. do have into yours yeah i uh grew up uh drinking surge i never drank water remember surge pop oh yeah um no. i crushed that obviously i was athletic i was involved yeah. in hockey wrestling but for me it was airheads we had drawers full of gushers yeah it was sugar fest <laughs> sugar 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 yeah. but i ate good dinners my mom always made like homemade yeah. meals you know yeah a lot of carbs and everything like that but then it was it took a turn in college I was eating college food, pizza, drinking heavily. I was on medication for panic disorder and Mm -hmm. anxiety. And it was then I made a transition. I stopped all my medication and I started eating cleaner, Mm -hmm. eating healthier. And for me, that helped. It didn't cure, you Mm -hmm. know, because I don't know if that you can ever cure, cure. It's always going to be a part of me. And I accepted Mm -hmm. that. It helped alleviate Mm -hmm. all that messy, panicky feeling. And I've been experimenting even harder now. Abby can kind of attest to that. Mm now I'm, I feel really good. And now I'm starting to try different things and try different diets and see what works and yeah. going by kind of some, you know, what your book may talk about the gut 
and mind connection, what I'm putting in and what I'm getting out, you know, has changed drastically in in the past six, seven years. So it's awesome. Yeah. And I was going to say, I've, I've been on the extreme with, um, with modeling, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. uh, there was, I moved to New York or went to New York at 18 and didn't know what a salad was. And I was drinking like crazy. I was partying. And I obviously, you gain weight yeah. when you're drinking and then you're going to Bob Evans and eating, you know, the hangover food, yeah. all the, Not in the deal. pizza. Um, and my agents were like, you know, I was a double zero my whole life. Like I just naturally had great metabolism. I was eating those bologna sandwiches <laughs> every day, but not, I didn't. I didn't care because I didn't see anything. I didn't understand what it was doing to me. And then, um, you know, I I gained weight and my agency dropped me because they said I was too fat. And then Mm. I went on this down crazy spiral of then like being full vegan, not like Mm. not eating and then having an unhealthy balance with food. I mean, I wouldn't even chew gum because I was like the sugar or like what's in gum. And it got crazy. So then now I feel like (laughs) now I'm on the opposite end where i'm like where's my mcdonald's i call it now her her current diet will is Uh, the elf diet if you've seen the movie elf it is i'm not even kidding you it is syrup pancakes chocolate chips i love um (laughs) just sugar fest and i just you know i don't know how she does it and i'm like i would be on the floor shaking you know but i'm I'm interested in in, in learning more i i'm obviously right now with being pregnant i'm using that as a little excuse yeah um but there's definitely like I always like uh, get on you about your IBS, which I want to get into. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna get into it. <laughs> and about um, his, but I'm like I'm not being healthy whatsoever. Yeah, so that, that's why I, I want to. Let's just go in there because we talk about this all the time on yeah. every episode. He doesn't have normal bowel movements, okay, and but to him it's normal. Well, let's, I've never seen it in my life. Let's get. I'm not gonna show you, <laughs> but uh, let's. Um, oh my god. Well. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. So I've had different realms of bowel movements. Okay. I track it heavily because that should be a telltale sign. Yeah. How your body's reacting to what you're eating and your environment and everything you're feeling. Now I've had great, and I know you, you don't agree. We were, uh, what were you vegan in Burbank when we lived in LA? So we did a vegan diet for a while. Like I was trying different things to see how that affected my mind and my outcome. And Honestly, when we tried the vegan, we were eating a lot of soy and stuff that crushed my stomach, like yeah. terrible. Stop that. Within the past two years, I've really transitioned my diet. I was all greens. I was making my sprouts, mm-hmm. doing everything green, um, barely ate red meat. So I got E. coli poisoning um, when Abby was in Iceland. Tragic from ground beef. It got recalled, mm-hmm. bought a giant eagle, just crushed me. <laughs> um, and I was like, I am done with beef, you know? And I mm-hmm. almost honestly didn't eat ground beef for about a year. Mm-hmm. Then I transitioned more into this meat. I think I've talked to you yeah. about meeting. Like I eat like almost an avocado a day. I incorporate that. I have a fruit uh, smoothie, almost like a shake, um, crushing meat. Um, and I feel fantastic. What I think it is in the morning, sometimes I do have a little bit more of a very quick bowel movement after yeah. my coffee. I okay. think it is something to do with the coffee. I cook in grass-fed butter, maybe a little bit too much butter. I eat mm-hmm. eggs every morning. Mm-hmm. But like, um, it shouldn't be... <laughs> but here's here's where I'm going. Okay. I'm under a lot more stress. You're um, always under... He's always I'm stressed. always under stress, yeah. but... Anxiety. Um, anxiety, but this isn't anxiety. This is more stress. I have a lot going on. Baby on the way. Our work, you know, sometimes can be crazy. Um, the just house. The house. Oh um, mm-hmm. The house build has given me a ton of stress. Yeah. Because with me, it's probably similar to how you feel. It's like there's all these decisions to make, and this is your yeah. final 
decision, the way, whatever material it is, how much it is, mm-hmm. figuring out where it's going to go. Yeah. And for me, that weighs very heavy because I feel when I make a decision about something, I've done everything I can to thoroughly think out every possibility. And yes, that's how it's going to look. Let's yeah. do it. Yeah. And then there's that letting go anxiety where you're like, yeah. oh, did I make the right, you know, I mean, like he can't make a decision. The pool, I, literally yesterday I was like, did we, should we have gotten he the light to, colored he pool? He wants to change. The color yeah. looked good to me. I yeah. like <laughs> that dark color. The dark. Um, Thank you. But no, but that's, so, he was literally looking into how to, I'm like, we, but every, you can admit my stress level now is even more than when I went on tour. Okay. It's, and it's I was di- very it's stressed. Different. That was more. That was more anxiety. anxiety. Yes. Yeah. That was more, this is just stressful decisions. Decision like said, stressfulness. He, he, and he, I would say when you have almost OCD where everything has to be completely symmetry and lined yeah. and clean. And he'll, he went mm-hmm. to the house and we got our floors put in and they cut around the vent and it was off like one there was one little cut that was just like a little mm. too uh, i mean he mm. panicked took a picture freaking it, out it how got what kind of get, extreme i and think I'm because like, it's a big project you I'm care like, Josh, a lot no one is going to come to our house go right to that vent and be like oh, that <laughs> no is off is. by three-fourths of a centimeter like uh, whatever that is like that's off by the, and yeah. it's like but for him it's a big deal it's so, a big deal so that yeah. And our sleep, which no. you say I sleep like a baby, which I'm worried about. I think I need to start taping my mouth. She says I'm a mouth breather at night. Which I've been is, recording I'm him freaking. and sending it to him. So I'm freaking out a little bit because I don't Have want to. Have you tried it, mouth tapping before? No, I need no, to. It, yeah, I'll it, send you a link of yep. the one that I've seen work. Yeah, and that kills me because I'm like, no, there's yeah. no way. Because I'm, I'm a jaw clenture at night. No, thank you. I, I breathe through my nose, so. I, I don't like that. No. Well, I mean, this is connected. I mean, that's what yeah. Gut Feelings, my book's about. It is the bi-directional relationship between mental health and physical health. Yeah. And it's so inter- interconnected. Yep. I mean, you know this, but our gut and brain, when babies are growing, and like when your baby, it's growing from the same fetal tissue, your mm-hmm. gut and brain. And they're linked for the rest of our life through what's known as the gut-brain axis or the connection between the two. I mean, 95% of serotonin is made in the gut. Wow. 50% of dopamine is made in the gut. So our happy and pleasure mm-hmm. chemicals, neurotransmitters are made in the gut. I didn't know that. Honestly. And our yeah. intestines, if you think about it, even look like the brain. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's huge. And we have what's called the, our, the vagus nerve, which is the largest cranial nerve in the body. And it's regulating our stress response, our parasympathetic aspect, which is the resting, digesting aspect. So what it sounds like, I'm not diagnosing no, you no, right please. now. No, we please need- do it. Cause <laughs> I do, I diagnose him and I need someone to back me up. And I need, I need to change something. <laughs> no. Well, yeah. we all have, there's a, I mean, part of what functional medicine is about is bioindividuality. Whereas you can have that lovely mixed bologna and cheese and be fine. <laughs> if he had it, Oh, would oh not my, be so good. No. Nightmare volcano. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've, yeah, and I and it's it's totally con- yeah. I think it's one thousand percent connected to stress and because I'm like I may and we, we we talked about this before. This is so TMI, but I, you don't you I don't, don't care. There's you no hear. such thing as um, TMI in my life. Like my poops are very solid, very like normal. sometimes too much. <laughs> Almost yeah, honestly, Absolute I'm like cement. sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> Just yeah, you could build a house with that. Yeah, you could, and Stop. like not like the wet, like cured cement, like Stop. it's been cured for twenty four hours. And that's probably the baloney, the, the mac and fiber. I don't know what it sugar. No. sugar rush. I don't um, know. Yeah, so I like soft to me is like not normal, but like he, he's not. It's not soft. Like I shouldn't. Like after he goes to the bathroom, I shouldn't be able to see it all in the toilet afterwards. Yeah everywhere well yeah <laughs> yeah normal just to clarify for people listening yeah. and watching it a normal bowel movement is 
what, how we say it is one to two snakes a day. Yes. <laughs> That's what we call on the Bristol chart. It's normal yeah. formations. So frequency and, and bowel f- formation is, is that. Then I'm not so, Well, I was having like, is a dragon. I'm <laughs> okay. a little more, like yeah. I had a nice dragon no. <laughs> for a while. Oh my God. Yeah. Little. Well, see, and then look, that's it. Like you said, this is a window <laughs> into deter- what is my body deter- telling me. Yeah. <laughs> and we have to figure out what. It. But the, yeah. it's, it's both sides. There's physiological and the psychological components to this. So ju- just so many people normalize that. I'm glad we're actually talking about yeah. this. Should, people yeah. like, oh, just because it's common, they equate that with normalizing it. They, it's just because it's their everyday, they just normalize it. But yeah. these things are oftentimes signs that our body is trying to tell us Something's off. Yeah. Yeah. And I think there's definitely. Well, I, I, I feel but your I diet's am. diet's great. Yeah. I feel I'm very in tune just from everything I've tried, everything I've gone yeah. through. I do feel I'm in tune. So that's why I'm trying to grab from now. I'm like, okay, Josh, like you're having these bowel movements. What's changed in your life? Yeah. What's different? Um, and the stress level, number yeah, one. I think that's what it sleep. is for you. Yeah. Um, I did change coffee. This one might be a little too potent or i could possibly be using too much bean to water ratio yeah and really well, just- actually you said the fat in the morning the too much fat in the morning everybody's tolerance to fat's different but that could definitely cause I, it yeah it's like almost lubricates me in yeah. a way where i feel you didn't send him your circle dna stuff did you you should have yeah i, I should send you my yeah, circle dna so you can take it. a peek i did the viome oh yeah um i almost ignored it because i didn't like the results <laughs> so i was like, this isn't right uh, but uh maybe i'll share that with yeah. you um you i actually did that um, Viome? Yeah, I did. Yeah. Where I, I pooped in the... Yeah. Recently? Uh, when, after my friend Grady did it. Oh, did yeah. Okay, yeah. that was... Yeah. Um, but that stress and anxiety, that's yeah. huge. It's just putting the nervous system in that sympathetic fight or flight. And for someone that has that sort of predisposition, that's why stress management is so important. Mm-hmm. And well, I do. I, I know you talk a lot about like breath work, mm-hmm. forest bathing, that type of stuff. And that's why whenever Abby, she, if I'm ever rushed or she does something, what do I do, Abby? Like whenever I, I get into this, oh my she God. gets annoyed, he, but it's a tactic. He completely just goes into his own world and just like doesn't speak. He, oh, is that my phone? Um, he doesn't speak. He doesn't like, I just, he just goes at his snail pace. and In, in nature. Yes. I say, yeah. And I'm, oh, then, it, but it, it roused me up because I'm like, we got to yeah. go. And then I, but I've learned now because it's first, a coping mechanism the first because time I, did it, I, will, I was, oh, Especially like if we're flying and like, yeah. I think the last time I was like that, we were like running late to the airport and mm-hmm. I get really like even yeah. pre-flying and I get into this realm of breath work yeah. and, and being in tune with What's that. What's forest so. bathing? So it's research. It sounds weird because it's, it sounds like I'm taking a bathtub in the middle of That's the, the yeah. forest and That's getting naked and taking a bath. <laughs> yeah. But it's not that. It, it is just the translation from Japanese to English called, it, the Japanese phrase is shinrin-yoku, but it translates as forest bathing so it sounds maybe funny to to us but it is actually i think pretty descriptive Mm -hmm. of just what you said it's taking in nature with all of your senses so research has shown that this sort of methodical meditative experiential walk through nature and you only maybe get a couple feet in the 15 minutes will lower stress hormones to lower inflammation levels Mm -hmm. to help that gut brain access connection to put your nervous system more into a parasympathetic state, that resting, digesting mechanism. Mm-hmm. So that's what forest bathing is. It's one of the tools that I talk about in the book to modulate. So many people's nervous systems are dysregulated. Mm-hmm. And these are easy, free, accessible ways mm-hmm. for us to not 
settle for feeling like this, the sort of anxious, digestive problems, these inflammatory states. Yeah. Um, speaking of inflammatory, are there certain, obviously certain foods, certain things to stay away from? And yeah. what is that essentially like for people who don't know, what is the inflammation building up? Like what is that? Yeah. Or? Well, the both gut and the feeling side of gut feelings, like the physical and the psychological, both can raise, raise inflammation. Like stress raises inflammation. Mm-hmm. Uh, not getting enough sleep raises inflammation. So we have to look at what we have some control over. If we have babies in, in this season of your life, you may not be sleeping the best. Yeah. Yeah. But what can we have agency over? Like, what can, can we bring breath work in our life? Can we make some healthy boundaries in our life to create some stillness? Yeah. You know, I talk about in the book this concept of JOMO. I mean, our FOMO culture of just constantly being connected and like, we're not doing enough, we're not getting enough likes and engagement. But it's like, can we disconnect to calm our nervous systems down and helping healthy boundaries with technology, using technology for for the best of what it can bring us, Mm -hmm. but also knowing when to unplug and to turn things off. So there's lots of things we can do on a feeling side to calm stress hormones and calm inflammation. But on a gut side, like a physiological side, um, the foods that are most likely to bring inflammation in people, which sugar would be top of, of the <laughs> list. <laughs> but look, I think that's... Maybe that's why I have a couple <laughs> necks right now. Oh, <laughs> Not the pregnancy, yeah. just my sugar. Yeah, no, <laughs> no. no. But look, that's bio-individualities. Yeah. The, the, I use this sort of bucket analogy with my patients. Some people have big buckets and can tolerate a lot of stress. You're a big bucket I'm a person. Big bucket. Yeah. I'm a big, <laughs> big bucket, bucket person. person. I love yes. that. And, and it's true because, like I said, my entire life, I was able to eat whatever I wanted. Yeah. I lived off mm-hmm. McDonald's, Wendy's, Burger King. That's all we had in Wintersville, Ohio. Mm-hmm. Which had. one was your favorite between those? <sighs> you well, I, Mix and match them all. <laughs> um, Mc, McDonald's. Okay. Two cheeseburger meal, 10-piece chicken nugget, large oh. fry, large Diet Coke. Every time. Got it. Uh, yeah, no, and it's like, the, and that's how my, my dad is, my yeah. mom. and. Lo- like my the way my dad eats he <laughs> i feel so bad he's never gonna listen to this and i'm talking about him <laughs> love you dad but he you would think he would be a big man and he's not yeah and it's i think it's like you said he's a big bucket man yeah well his <laughs> work too he's on his feet but moving still, which but is for helpful. his age and yeah. stuff like you like you would think he would have yeah major health issues and he still just eats like that and he's um, sponsored by twinkies yeah, <laughs> but he loves it um, them. and the same for me like like i said this pregnancy i've been really bad and i know you just said baby connection i'm like oh my god this baby's gonna come out as a double cheeseburger <laughs> from mcdonald's because percent. <laughs> that's all or a chick-fil-a in, or, sandwich or a lindor chocolate yeah i just ate two before you got here and i'm not gonna lie there's a bag <laughs> of, heard there's of a this. bag of chocolate over there that uh. i where we were hiding from you <laughs> this is a no shame zone guys oh. yeah. you can eat whatever you and, want um so yeah i would i would say but when I was at my stream and really in, I, I was really into this. I was like, um, I was diagnosed with PCOS. I don't know. Do you yeah. deal with oh, yes. a lot of that? And I know we have, I have a lot of followers that have PCOS as well. And I know that was the number one thing, healing it naturally. And that's what I wanted to do. I stopped birth control mm-hmm. and that's how I found out I had PCOS because I was like taking this pill that was covering up all the symptoms. Yeah. And then I got off of it because I wanted, I was vegan. I wanted to live a holistic lifestyle yeah. and immediately severe sick, cystic acne. Mm-hmm. Things were changing. Um, I got my hormones checked and my levels were, you know, just yeah. crazy. And that's how they came up with the PCOS. And I was trying my best. And they say gut healing is like the mm. best thing you can do. So do you have anything oh, yeah. for PCOS that I'm sure there's 
some women watching this right now or listening that sure. are dealing and, with or that. Or like you said, many don't even know it. They don't right? even know they have they, it, they yes. They have uh, cycle problems, mm-hmm. painful cycles, yeah. and not having cycles, and yeah. they don't know why. Yeah. So PCOS, it stands for polycystic ovarian syndrome, and it's on this insulin-resistant spectrum. Mm-hmm. I mean, the mechanism is you have people with PCOS have insulin resistance, mm-hmm. meaning their insulin is a hormone that our pancreas produces. It's supposed to, it's a fat-storing hormone, but it also regulates blood sugar. So there is a, and, and let me just say this, on the other end of that insulin-resistant spectrum is type 2 diabetes and mm-hmm. And then there's everything in between. There's just feeling like having insatiable cravings, Mm -hmm. feeling hangry, feeling irritable, feeling fatigued, um, having weight loss resistance. Mm -hmm. These things many people are going through. The shocking statistics, it's the majority of the human race right now is somewhere on that continuum. It can manifest as PCOS for some people and for other people, it's, you know, weight loss resistance. Um, And certainly you can have weight loss resistance with PCOS as well. So there's many things that you can do in gut feelings supporting your gut health is paramount for hormones there's a whole chapter devoted to hormones uh, for people to lean into yeah because your gut is a major regulator of your blood sugar and the way that the body's regulating blood Mm -hmm. sugar levels Mm -hmm. so if you take care of your gut you're going to help to regulate that brain hormonal axis that's Mm -hmm. the first step and actually people with PCOS there's some compelling studies to show that intermittent fasting is a great tool to lean into with PCOS so food is first I wouldn't recommend like fasting their way out of a poor diet so stop like foods that don't love you back first Mm -hmm. but then intermittent fasting for PCOS specifically there's some really uh, interesting studies to show because it decreases insulin resistance it helps to regulate insulin in a in a more healthy way mm-hmm. um so those are two things and there's different herbs um natural medicines that can be helpful i was too. gonna say was, it was ashwa was ashwagandha one or i remember i took this natural oh my gosh what was the supplement called oh it was like b bhq was it was like a couple letters i can't I remember uh i can't remember it could be pqq I just, uh i just remember like you when stopped I was ashwagandha research- for some reason right I did, yeah. But I remember when I was l- really researching it because mm-hmm. there's not a lot out there about no. it and, and hormones. And I, I, like you said, I got on birth control at the age of 15. I was having terrible periods, mm-hmm. bleeding through pads and mm. pants and literally like multiple things bleeding through, 15 years old, uh, bad cramps and stuff. And they're like, oh, just get on the pill. Yeah, I, so We didn't know any better. My mom didn't know. I didn't know. Yeah. I was on it for... Till I was, I think, what, 2021 is when yeah. I was like, why am I taking this pill? Like, I don't need yeah. it anymore. Everything's fine. And then this, literally not even a month after I stopped taking it, yeah. my entire body went crazy. Right. Um, and, and I think, to be honest, I, I tried so long after um, trying to heal it naturally. And with modeling, my skin was so bad. I was like, I need to do something. So I got on spare and lactone. Mm-hmm. And then I got back on... Um, this other birth control that was like for my levels, but was still birth control. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I was terrified to get off of it Mm -hmm. to try to start getting pregnant again. Mm -hmm. Um, So I I think there just needs to be more out there. And like you said, you have the chapter in your book for hormones. I mean, you, and I tell everyone first things first, because they're like, how did you know you have it? Get your hormones checked. Why isn't that the first thing? Like, why aren't we told to just go do that? Yeah. Go get your levels checked. Go, you know, you hear in school, it's like, get on birth control. We don't it's have so a common. baby. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just like, don't, or if you have bad periods, get on birth control or whatever. That's the, that's the 
pill for pretty Every, much all female yeah, hormone problems. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, the body's again telling us something. So I, there's no shame in people who want to choose to be on birth oh, control. Totally. But ultimately, if it's if someone if your body's trying to tell you something, yes, you don't have PCOS from a birth control deficiency. Yeah. So let's figure out what's going on here. So maybe you use the birth control for a period of your yeah. life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But what's the long term sustainable goal? Exactly. It's like deal with it so you can hopefully come off of it and and that's another thing is like a lot of like what if i didn't get off of it and i you know we decided that we wanted to wait a bit longer till we have children and i was on birth controls for so long and then you hear women getting off and then finding out later in their life they have all these hormone imbalances which then even you know they affects you know fertility in general there's just there's so much around it and and by it so um I just think it's it's wild that it's not you don't mm-hmm. hear about it it's, much. It's not, but uh, you mentioned ashwagandha. Those yeah. that's the type of adaptogen yeah. that uh, does have some fascinating research to support hormonal health, not just blood sugar, yeah. but also the, what's called the hypothalamic pituitary adrenal axis. So a lot of times, like stress, anxiety, which is part of many hormonal problems yeah. and metabolic issues. Not just ashwagandha, but things like there's one called holy basil or tulsi. There's rhodiola. There's many different adaptogens that can help many or be supportive of many hormonal problems. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And and like, does your book go into like detail on all of that? Oh yeah. Okay, so adaptogens <laughs> are really important, right? Yeah. For they're a great tool that you can use for many, no matter what hormonal problems. There's different strong suits based on certain types of hormonal problems. Mm-hmm. But yeah, if anybody's struggling with hormonal issues. Adaptogens can be a tool within the toolbox. And what do you say about men? Because we also had a conversation where Josh was like, "My testosterone is off the charts," and but he's never got it. Well, that's that's again (laughs) the one thing being in tune. I feel more so than ever, especially within the last year, nine months. um, No, I feel like my T is just. I I just feel uh, powerful now. A lot of that I feel like is correlated to resistance training. The way I I live my life, um, doing that type of stuff, also. I feel when I can, I'm like a little uh, sunbather. Anytime there's sun, I'm like out there yeah. getting sun on me somehow. And I just feel my diet as well. I transitioned more into this eating a lot more meats, mm-hmm. um, still eating like whole foods and stuff, but less carbs, you know, breads and stuff yeah. like that. Uh, introducing more fats like avocados, eating some tuna. Yeah. Um, You've dialed it in. All the things you're doing are very supportive of testosterone. Yep. So I would, I mean, I don't, ha- I don't have a lab here in front yeah. of me, but I would. Can you, we need to get it checked because I don't believe him. I'm like, it's I, not. I feel it. So we're going to have to get it checked and we're going to have to report back. But just, he's, he's just going out on social media saying how high it is. It's the, it's the highest it's ever I'm just, yeah, promoting it. I'm like, um, are you just like a teenage boy right and, now? And the good thing is it's, it's more so I know there can be a negative side to like too much testosterone, like some anger type stuff. But I feel like I have that channeled really well. And mine's just more of a, a positive tea. Yeah, type, type situation. Um, I love that you're channeling the tea appropriately. I, yeah. yeah, and I'm channeling it, and I just I feel it, and I think that's directly correlated again to diet. Yeah. Um, some days, but then you know, almost too, I kind of um, I see my life almost in days, right? Like some days I feel obviously it depends on your sleep, what mm-hmm. happened that day, stress levels. But like I try to take day to day, to day and then sometimes I'm like, oh, I didn't eat that. Oh, that's why I feel this way. Mm-hmm. So sometimes I, I start to spiral out and I'm like, yeah. oh, like every morning, if I don't have my eggs and co- oh, yeah. like You're co- eggs and, and coffee. coffee and I don't, you know, do that, I'm like, oh, no, like I'm not going to have the energy for the day. So yeah. sometimes I can really spiral into this yeah. thing of like not a great thing where I'm yeah. like, oh, if I don't eat that and then my mind 
starts to be like, oh, you're going to have more anxiety today right. because you didn't, you know. And I, I kind of talk about that topic with patients. I mentioned it in the book, it's called, I, I call it shame flammation, where okay. it's like this sort of like, I'm not doing all the things. Am I going to pay for it? Mm -hmm. And that's stressing true. about healthy foods isn't good for your health, yeah. Josh. Yeah. And that's and where, I, that's where I was on yeah. my other. So that's where I had to take a step back. And that's where he is currently because he's yeah. also, how many days sober? You say you. Yeah. So now. I'm proud I, of you for that. Yes. Yeah. Thank awesome. you. Yeah. I am, uh, well, alcohol free. I'm not sober. Yeah, sorry. But alcohol free. Alcohol free. Um, but okay, I don't know how to say it. Sober or alcohol free. I feel like. Well, I mean, I I'm, I'm sober. I, yeah. do, I don't drink. I never plan on drinking. I never plan on having a sip again. So um, for me, I say I'm sober. But. If you plan on it, yeah, whatever. So no I'm wrong. I'm now full month of January, full month of February, and eight days in March. So what is that? Sixty-eight days. I, I'm my brain. Sixty-nine days. What changes have you noticed in that time? Yep. So I've been I've been really trying to be like, what do I feel different? Um, honestly, it took me about a week to two weeks to fight those. Like, I need a glass of wine right now. Like, I could really, uh, I could really just use a glass of wine. Yeah. Um, those urges. And now I don't really think of them. I, yeah. I, the best thing for me, I replace. So now at night, I'll take four of my magnesium uh, glycosate, glycinate, glycinate yeah. gummies. And in my head, I say, these are going to make me feel really calm and yeah. get really sleepy for bed. And I let that thought mm -hmm. absorb. And I, I have noticed um, my, the number one thing I've noticed is my sleep. I get, and I was just deep, telling deep the guys sleep. today, uh, besides having a toddler that wakes up in the middle of the night. Mm -hmm. um, which you haven't been waking up. <laughs> which is good. Because I've been in a deep sleep. Yeah, but I started again to familiar familiarize, is that the word? The sleep I used to have prior to ever drinking. Because I've been drinking solidly since 21. Probably, I don't know, a month is the longest I've ever gone. Wow. You know, just to be like sober October, like something mm -hmm. like that. Mm -hmm. Since I was 21. Um, drinking has been a part of my life because of stress, anxiety, for me, it alleviated that a little bit for me, um, especially in social settings, like going to a Penguins hockey game. I couldn't tell you ever going, being 21, where I didn't have at least one or two beers, mm -hmm. being in that setting, going out to a bar with friends. Um, I wouldn't want to go um, even to dinner with my family or my friends if I couldn't be like, I'm going to get a beer, you know? Yeah. So the biggest things that change for me, sleep, I'm, I'm getting that more tiredness, more restful sleep. But that's what you were relying on with the wine. It was, he'd yeah. be like, oh, I don't get drunk from mm -hmm. wine. I said, okay, then why do you it's drink more, it? I was oh, like I the have body the deep, buzz. He goes, no, he goes, yeah. I have the deepest sleep ever. And I really, I'm like, then that's drunk. Like yeah, you yeah. felt so relaxed. That's yeah. a form of being yeah. drunk. So, yeah. Not like you weren't partying. Yeah. But also, it was, I feel um, my, uh, I, I think it's like a, a positive thing. Like not ever having to worry about like being hungover or because I would get anxiety, mm -hmm. the more hungover I felt, the more anxiety I would have that day. And I would almost mm -hmm. feel like a hermit. Like if I was really hungover, I wouldn't want to go anywhere because yeah. any situation I was in, I fumed with anxiety. It just leveled it being hungover. Yeah. But now the only downside of this is now he's like, when I do, if I decide to drink again or when I did, like he has that anxiety. I now. have anxiety oh. now. Like what will that look like? Or? Yeah. What, you know, and we actually just had a shower here and God bless my good friend, Trey. He brought this bottle of wine that he's been talking to me about. And like, we both talk about wine and, um, <laughs> he's like, we got to go try. I was like, yeah. And you I had, have the courage to just say, hey, and I'm not I, I could have just been like, Hey man, I'm not drinking right now. But like I didn't. And he poured it and I was like, yeah. And I cheers and I just walked around with wine. I didn't sip it. <laughs> and it, he saw one of my stories later oh on and God. was like, dude, like, I'm so sorry. You could have just told me. I was like, yeah. dude, I'm sorry. Like, I, I just felt weird. Like, you shouldn't have to feel weird. No, I didn't feel don't. weird. I just, he was so excited to share this you wine. Didn't I didn't want to let him down. Yeah, I didn't want to like yeah. crush this 
experience moment. we're having together. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so many people. I mean, I think a lot of these are. This is great that we're talking about this because so many people are. There's so much friendships and relationships formed around yeah. alcohol. Like, how yeah. do we? renegotiate this mm -hmm. so I can still have my friends but yeah. find healthier habits that love me back yeah. or they use alcohol and or they use alcohol to just they're not alcoholics yeah. but they're numbing themselves or distracting themselves to deal with anxiety to deal with stress or to mm -hmm. support their sleep mm -hmm. but ultimately it's like this in my opinion I talk about it in the book because it's a neurotoxin I mean even the research is clear that even small amounts of alcohol will really it's research there's no healthy amounts of alcohol no. yeah. and it shrinks our brain nobody wants a shrunken brain but no. it, it can impact things like anxiety and depression and yeah. fatigue and brain fog so i mean look if people choose to drink no shame on that but i think it's important that we because it's part of our culture to normalize this so much yeah. it's sort of mommy wine culture yeah. and it's just part of mm -hmm. gen z of constantly uh, having alcohol as part of your life. Yeah. Yeah. Choose it if you want, but I think that there's a reason why there's a trend of these mocktails yeah. and uh, people that are sober curious and wanting to really explore different ways. We can still get those euphoric, like adaptogens, a lot of the mocktail things that are out there, the mm -hmm. alcohol-free stuff, they're using adaptogens yeah. to help bring about that calm stress, calm the stress mm -hmm. hormones without paying for it the next day. Yeah, no, and, and, and if for, I may add something real quick, yeah, yeah. I think that's why I was just thinking about. I want yeah, to get out. Yeah. I think that's why I I revolve my life around exercise because for me, a that's my escape from even thinking about like a drink. Because when you work out hard and you do well, mm -hmm. obviously like a nice beer would be nice, but like you've done so much work, mm -hmm. you're like, why would I just want a, a drink? But I get more if someone was like you have to work out so hard the rest of your life or you could just hang out and have beers. I would choose to work out because the euphoric sense I get during a run, mm -hmm. during a workout is so much more pleasurable for my brain and my body mm -hmm. that I feel rather than I get when I drink. Sometimes I, trust me, like I can go out and have some beers and I feel amazing. I can get up in front of anyone. I can do anything and it's almost this false but sense of who I am. Do, you need to be able to do that without the alcohol. Correct. Why can't you do and, that without and it? That's yeah. been my challenge is asking myself um you know if someone's like hey do you want to go out to dinner and inside i'm like nah not if i can have a beer and that's sad and i have to ask myself mm -hmm. okay you need to find enjoyment in the people you're around yeah. in the experience because it's sad that and it's i'm admitting that like it's taken me in its practice when a buddy's like hey do you guys want to go out to eat or like even my family's like do you want to go out to eat my first thought is like yeah i'm gonna grab a beer too yeah. and that, that'll make it better. Yeah, It'll yeah. make it more enjoyable. And that, I feel like admitting that is the first step into figuring out, okay, how can I find joyfulness yeah. without alcohol in my life? Right. And p sometimes people are afraid of, okay, how would this look? Like they're going to have fun. I won't have fun. Yeah. Or people think there's something wrong. Like I have a problem if I'm saying yeah. no for women that they think I'm pregnant. Yeah. But it's like, no, I, I think it's, we should normalize just saying no, I'm working yeah, on my health it, right exactly. now and it's, I'm just wanting to feel good. It doesn't really love me back and yeah. I just want to feel better. And I think when people start having those sort of vulnerable conversations, transparent yeah. conversations, a lot of times people are just looking for that first person to be brave and be like, yeah, not that they'll never drink again yeah. necessarily. They may make that decision, but just that 
it just because we're hanging out we don't doesn't mean we have to do it this way and that's why i talk about it so much because like like you said you see a lot of there's big tiktokers right now that are huge that are like they party they go out they have this fantasy lifestyle drinking and and this but it's like you also can have a great lifestyle and not drink and you, you know i We've gone to how many weddings? I can still be on the dance floor all night without a drink in my hand, or mm-hmm. I can go out. And you went from her her backstory. If you don't know, she went from severe, severe alcoholism, severe stream, okay, um, <laughs> very, at a young age, yeah, uh, abused alcohol very much so in her life, and almost split us up at the beginning of our relationship because I was on that health trend. Mm-hmm. You know, I was still drinking, but not mm-hmm. to the extent. Um, and she completely changed her life around for the better. And um, you've been sober for how many years now? A while, yeah. Um, I had one like our wedding. I I so that our wedding was, you had a drink, but was that three? Oh my gosh, how long? Ago I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. When, but yeah. yeah, but no. Now like I'm like there's no point in yeah. it. I don't need it. There's just nothing for me. And I love I love being able to be that person. Be like, no, I don't. I don't want. Give me a mocktail. I or, mean, all your girlfriends drink, and you go out with them. Or we, yeah. we how many parties? Like I love throwing parties. Mm-hmm. I can still have a full bar. Mm-hmm. I have all the alcohol for anyone else. Like there's no judgment, but yeah. I just don't need to drink it. Right, and I think that's the. The paradigm shift that I want people to be mindful of that I found to be really successful with patients is that like this sort of restriction or I quote unquote can't have it. Like I tell my patients, I said in the book too, it's like have whatever you want, Mm -hmm. but I really think that food and drinks should be used not only as a medicine, but as a meditation. Like Mm -hmm. does it really serve me? Mm -hmm. And like continuing to eat things or drink things that don't love you back i i the analogy that i use in the book is like it's like staying in a toxic relationship and wondering why you're still miserable yeah but yeah people do it that's crazy but avoiding things that don't love you back isn't restrictive it's not boring it's not diet culture of its food it's self-respect yeah and i think that's there's so much conversations online about healthy boundaries right i think that's great but the healthy boundaries you have with ourselves and food and drink is the most important in my mm-hmm. opinion, yeah. because from that it'll determine how we live our life with other people. Yeah. Um, so getting more into it, where can people start if they want to change their, you know, how they feel their life, if they're not feeling great right now, like mm-hmm. where do you even start? Do you, you know, some people are like, do I just eat plants? Do I just eat meat? Like mm-hmm. how do you, how do they know what's a great place to start? Yeah. A, a big part of the book that I really wanted to I feel like it's important in our culture right now is having a nuanced conversation around foods because it's it's controversial, right? There's so much conflicting information out there. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of baggage, I think, that talking about food can bring. Mm-hmm. And I really wanted a, a head. I have a problem with toxic diet culture, but just as much I have a problem with toxic anti-diet culture. And this may piss some people off, but I think, (laughs) you know, toxic diet culture, of course, nobody within wellness that's legitimate is going to say like shaming your way into wellness is a good thing or like eat less, work out more. And it's Mm -hmm. all about thinness. That's the antithesis of wellness. It's just about image and dieting. But on the opposite side, what's going on right now is what they call themselves anti-diet culture, which on the surface sounds great. But I think it can get to such a malignant place where it's like a completely opposite of this toxic tribalism on social media mm-hmm. where they will say things like there's no such thing as a bad food and there's all food is good food and it's all in the name of body positivity, which again, sounds good. There's lots of virtue signaling around that because of course you should love yourself no matter who you are and what you look like. Exactly. But loving yourself 
where you're at right now doesn't necessarily mean you're accepting where you're at mm -hmm. to be the best version of yourself. Yeah. And as I said earlier about that analogy of a toxic relationship, I mean, it's just, we cannot ignore basic nutrition facts. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what a lot of the anti-diet culture people will do. Yeah. There's, the truth is there are foods that will impact your blood sugar. Yeah. There's foods that will impact your digest digestion. Mm -hmm. There's foods that are gonna raise inflammation and impact your mood. Avoiding those foods isn't restrictive. It's not diet culture. Yeah. So I, I, this third way that I talk about in the book called food peace, which I think is just sort of a both and approach. We're not shaming our way into wellness. We are really using food as a form of self-respect and empowerment. Yeah. And I feel like that is the way to go about it, where it's not about eating less. It's not about how you look. It's about, as I say, you can't heal a body you hate. It's ultimately coming from a place of self-respect. So to answer your question, I, all when I'm talking about foods to avoid and foods to, like ultimately eating f whatever you want doesn't make you a bad person and I think that's the difference mm -hmm. but ultimately if you're going and for for my patients what I see is that it's like a bad trade-off like you said it's like no I'd rather feel great more than I thought I wanted that yeah and yeah. I think that's the paradigm shift of freedom that I think people can have around foods yeah. the foods that are most likely to mess up our mood going to increase fatigue impact our digestion because it's raising inflammation levels in the body looking at sugar would be number one number two would be what it's called industrial seed oils like canola oil mm -hmm. vegetable oil soybean none oil. none of that here i've been seeing yeah. that a lot on on social seed media oil, yeah. as well yeah. it's because i didn't really know of that yeah. a couple years ago and it's in so many packaged foods yeah. it's cheap look on the surface the um, there's there's a high in omega-6 fatty acids which are types of polyunsaturated fatty acids there's nothing inherently wrong with them by themselves the problem is americans eat so much omega-6 oils mm -hmm. in the form of these packaged foods like canola oil vegetable oil and soybean oil so people should just read the labels in the yeah. back of the have less of those have more of omega-3s like wild yeah. cut fish nuts and seeds if they tolerate those on a digestive standpoint mm -hmm. so Look at those. Uh, I would say also looking at gluten-containing grains for many people. Some people do fine with sourdough bread or an ancient grain because mm -hmm. the fermentation of sourdough kind of breaks up some of that gluten. But look at wheat and barley and spelt, these gluten-containing grains. Um, and then the last I would say would be conventional dairy. Some people do fine with like ghees and butters and things like that because the casein in the dairy protein is pretty low. Mm -hmm. But I would say... Look at those four ingredients and in foods plus alcohol. If yeah. they looked at those five things and said, "How are do these love me back?" Yeah, and maybe for some on a bio individual level, some people can have. I've heard they can have bologna mixed with cheese. I was and, just gonna and, say, what about some no bologna? I've heard that they could do that and be fine. Yeah, <laughs> but but some people can't. Yeah, so I just yeah. want people to make their own like personal decision. I was just going to say, it's, it's not, you have to listen to your body. I say exactly. that all the time for everything I talk about. When people ask me for skincare, hair, uh, anything that I do, I say, this works for me, mm -hmm. but it might not work for you. Listen to your body. And that's why I say, go get your levels checked. Go get your hormones checked. Go learn about your body. And then whatever I say, take it and try it and see if it works for you. And if it like it, it's not going to, one diet's not going to work for exactly. every person in this entire and that's world. bio individuality yeah and that's yeah. sort of the art 
and science of all of us. Yeah. And I think it's good to get hear information, mm-hmm. learn about things, mm-hmm. get curious, and then experiment with yourself. And yeah. yeah, talk with your doctor, run labs and see yeah. what's appropriate. And you. I and I feel like just with social media, you see so many things are now coming out with like you have someone like the liver king who was like this I mean I I don't know who believed it, but people did yeah. believe it. And then look, it came out really yeah. true. And then uh, I just yeah. saw an article, um, this guy's eating McDonald's for 30 days straight, every single meal, and he's lost weight. Well, it's a calorie deficit. Yeah, but essentially, like, but you so know, it's but not it, healthy, but, but it's, he's losing weight. But because, what I'm saying is it's on. it was on hmm. my Snapchat, it was on my Twitter, it was probably, I'm sure it's on the news. Yeah. Um, and then you're gonna have people out there be like, oh, oh so McDonald's I can't eat is McDonald's. Healthy, you know? yeah. So it's kind right. of. And, I'm gu- I just had McDonald's like two yeah. days ago. Sorry. So don't, like, yeah, I'm not I going mean, out, but I'm just saying yeah, totally. like, you have all these things out there and you said like you were guilty. You wanted to try this diet and that well, diet, but it, you learned what worked for you. Correct. And you know, we're all on social media and that's the world we live in. And there was a funny video and I sent it to a couple of people, but it, it literally summed up everything I feel on social media. Cause a lot of my feed is surrounded by food, mm-hmm. healthy, you know, you're on, on my page a mm-hmm. lot and everything. And this guy, it was so funny. He's eating, right? Like, uh, I forget what he was eating. Um, something healthy, green or something. And all of a sudden someone's like greens so bad for you. Don't eat greens, all this stuff. And, um, uh, what do you call them? Defense chemicals and all this stuff. And he yeah. goes, and he starts spitting out the greens and then he starts eating a steak and <laughs> eggs. That. And this person's like steak it. and eggs will yeah. kill you. And he's yeah. just like, and he spits that out. So I feel like we're all kind of living in that right yeah. now. And it's like, mm-hmm. everyone's like, you what know, you the do? most, the most, oldest thing since the dawn of human time like we've all survived thus far by eating yet nobody really knows like what should we be eating mm-hmm. and i think it gets back to it depends on the individual yeah and finding out what works for you and, yeah. and, and i've been i've been seeing this a lot on facebook and twitter um a lot of people are now finding out with like the uk and your like europe and stuff about how they more res- regulated their regulation yeah. compared mm-hmm. to you like us crazy like, yeah. i'm seeing like a ton of moms being like check for red dyes and stuff and mm-hmm. blue dye like and people are just now becoming aware of all yeah. this stuff so which i think is obviously a a good thing yeah i think we're in a good movement towards everyone wanting to live healthier lifestyles it is but i think like you said it can get to this sort of what it's there's a term for it it's orthorexia it's sort of like disordered eating around healthy foods Mm -hmm. because you're saying like uh, they're afraid of like green vegetables because (laughs) of the lectins and the phytic acid and the oxalates it's like it gets to the point where you know people just have to kind of wade through all the food confusion find someone you trust and then see if multiple people are saying it because I don't I think that it can get to this really obsessive place yeah right which back to my earlier point like stressing about healthy foods isn't yeah. good for your health exactly. and believe me the modern American diet should not be afraid of vegetables and plant compounds yeah. that are like gonna kill you there's bigger problems in our culture yeah. I have one last question yeah. do you use a microwave how do you feel about yeah I, f- I this is a <laughs> this he, is a controversial he, he, he I almost didn't want to get one about, in the new house I, and she's like I need I'm like I love a microwave but what I will say i have not seen any study to show that microwaves are bad okay i have a microwave in my house i don't use it often but i've seen some studies to show that microwaves decreases the nutritional value of foods Mm -hmm. but cooking foods in general can do that yeah Yeah. so i don't see it being a problem if it makes your life easier (laughs) i mean you could heat up the bologna sandwich (laughs) it's just it's just essentially right it's it's moving those uh molecules molecules at such a fast rate yeah that that's what heats but the old like you're right that more of the natural opinion on microwaves can be like oh what it's just natural it can mess it up but no i think it's fine look it's 
cooking <laughs> foods in general decreases nutrients, but it makes it more digestible, right? Yeah. So we aren't just what we eat. We are what we absorb and it's fine. If you want to use a microwave to heat things up, uh, I, you know, it's not, no problem with that. Well, we'll see. See. Um, I'm fine with my microwave. With that. And then I have one last question going down because Abby knows I'm very water conscious, mm. um, oh, gosh, uh, especially with everything going on. But I've been this way for a while and I finally feel like I have a setup where the water never touches anything plastic or anything that it could leach anything on. And I feel um, drinking too much water has not been beneficial for me because sometimes I drink too much at night and I, it yeah. interrupts my Wakes sleep. You up, yeah. um, <laughs> but I do feel the quality of the water has helped me as well. Not only my um, bowel moves, I know you don't agree, <laughs> but... Um, He's a work in progress. I'm okay. thinking too, possibly, could I be having too much magnesium? Yeah, so that can cause looser could, stools too. You don't, because you're doing much. that from an anxiety ketones? standpoint. Ketones? He's doing ketones too. Every once in a Which while. Which one? Um, so not every once HVMN in a while. HVMN and ketone aid. Okay. Which I didn't know. There's 12 servings in one bottle. And he almost took the whole bottle. Thank <laughs> God for, for three days. We were at my OB, yeah. OB appointment and he was trying to show the doctor. Um, yeah. Uh, and thank God my doctor was I'm like, I'm used to taking the HVMN oh, yeah. and take the shot. shot of it. He goes, yeah. wow, there's 12 servings in here. Josh goes, no, it's just I was one. A, this close to just downing it when we left the office. Oh my God. Thank God I didn't because I would have been like. But I first thing I Googled with ketone, it said diarrhea this, uh, about Yeah, me. both magnesium and ketones can <laughs> do that. So, so less is more. <laughs> less is Maybe more. that's my issue. You're just, just like snorting ketone. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I actually just had some before uh, this podcast. So, <laughs> Literally. Um, I took a capful. So oh my it wasn't gosh, much. I'm, I'm learning so much though. But I, yeah. in the water I drink has magnesium naturally in it. So I yeah, could possibly... too many ma- 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 And I take magnesium. Element. Right, Element's fantastic. I love it. It has magnesium. And I, I was going to say that too. electrolytes are important for regulating your mood too. But too much, you don't want that either, especially okay. magnesium because you get diminishing returns where it's going to cause looser stools. Yeah. It's just, you don't need more. Which you don't need better. already. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe I should take some magnesium. Uh, but Maybe. yes, it could Maybe help the cement yeah. problem. <laughs> <laughs> then we wouldn't get our house built. So <laughs> no, no. Oh my gosh. Stop. Oh, um, okay. Yeah. So let's get back to the book now. So when, when will the book be out? Yeah, where, where can, can people get, get it? it? So I think it'll be out when people hear this. Yes. Yeah. It comes out yeah. like this oh, yes. week. Yes. Uh, and, um, and yeah, we're giving away tons of free stuff when people order the book. There's a three week online mastermind with myself and a few colleagues of mine, Dr. Daniel Amen, Dr. Nicola Pera, who's the holistic psychologist on Instagram. Okay. She wrote the foreword of the book and, um, Dr. Caroline Leaf, she's a neuroscientist. So, yeah, we're teaching about these principles of dealing with things like somatic practices mm-hmm. and breath work and meditation and, and food yeah. to deal with both the gut and the feeling side of it all. Yeah, so pre-order the book. The links are at drwillcole.com. Perfect. Uh, we'll have it in the description. Yep, we'll have it the in the description. Everything. The telehealth clinic, the information's there, my podcast, The Art of Being Well. I want you guys to come on. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Anytime. Um, also, I think I was talking to him. I kind of want to sign up to be a patient. I want to figure everything you 1, out. You 1,000% should. Um, let's do labs. it. Yeah. Just give me um, some time. Labs. Now, do I have to take blood? <laughs> well, draw blood. Yeah, you do you need me to hold your hand? Yes. Maybe. I, I well, get a little queasy too. I get, yeah. I get, it's not that I get queasy. It's just, 
I have a little bit of trauma because when I was younger yeah. and I was eating all the sugar, whenever I get my blood drawn, I would pass out. I do too. So I, get, I, I think I, I have a yeah. little bit of like nervousness from Maybe that. Maybe it's an Enneagram 5 thing. I, and I'm I, over I here like take all my blood. Yeah. Like I, I watch yeah. it. I don't care. <laughs> yeah. So, but I'll do it for the sake of my health. I yeah. think you 1000% so, need to. I, you should I do, do it and then we can talk, educate people on it yeah. in the Let's podcast. Do it. We'll do it live. Let yeah. me just. Maybe afterwards. Yeah. Let me just get through my pregnancy and like. um. Yeah. You have some things to do. Yeah. Let yeah, me just get through my, my McDonald's phase real quick. <laughs> yeah. It's just, it's only when I'm pregnant. I don't know why I crave fast food when I'm Now pregnant. I know why she always wants to be pregnant because she just wants to eat McDonald's. <laughs> because, well, it's like yeah. you're nostalgic, like going back to your youth yeah. of just yeah. that lunch from. <laughs> oh, I, I would honestly crush a bologna sandwich oh, right now. Gosh. <laughs> I, I need some pro tips of it yeah. just to know. I like, guess she's what, getting some protein with that, but yes, it's uh, true. With some other uh, nitrates and some fun things. But uh, crazy. Um, uh, Dr. Will Cole, thank you so much Thanks, for uh, coming on. I'm so excited yeah. to read your book and get my labs checked and um, go down that path. I can't with wait you, to so. do that. You'll be on that episode when we talk about it because yeah, I yeah. need. We're gonna dive through because I've I've been I've been um, kind of harsh with you about. He's like I have this. I'm like you need to go get blood work and he's always like nope. Yeah. I'm like you need to go to a doctor. Nope, because he's got that like white coat syndrome. Yeah, and well, always, so I think easy. this is the yeah. perfect setup, perfect way to in in the holistic natural way to do it and yeah, not yeah. going to a doctor that's going to be like just take this or take yeah. that yeah. or because that's obviously not what we want sorry i'm that's, rambling that's, no, yes. yeah. yeah happy to do it great yay well <laughs> thank you guys so much for listening and once again this is who wears the pants podcast we'll see you next time see ya Bye-bye. bye <laughs>